Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. So I, I had the following conversation with my neighbor across the street uh, last weekend. This And this whole point of this, of me talking about this, is 12th Man Rising podcast by the way we'll talk seahawks in a minute but this is much more important because uh so i'm having this conversation with the neighbor across the street but i've run into her at the local grocery store and her her husband anyway who i thought was still her husband um is uh, involved in baseball local baseball so uh, her name's lisa so I, I saw her and I was like, oh, you know, it's, it would be kind of rude if I, I don't talk to her all the time. But I've lived in this house for, what, 10 years now, I guess. And and she's lived there the whole time across the street. And it would be kind of rude if uh, if I didn't say like I'd see her at a store. I'm just like, oh, screw you. I'm not talking. That'd be weird. So uh, I I went up and I said, hey, neighbor. And uh, she was literally I said, hey, neighbor, because I'm 52 years old. And she said, hey, she's probably like late 30s. I have no idea how old she is. But I was like, I got to think of something, <laughs> something to say. I was like, oh, um, so, uh, yeah, I have a I have a question. <laughs> Seriously, I have no idea what was wrong with me during this whole conversation. But so I said, your your husband, Rick. And she's she just starts shaking her head. And I was like, not not husband divorce. And she's like, yeah, I was like, oh, OK, sorry. I was going to I thought he did something with baseball. I was going to she's like, yeah, he does blah, blah, blah. Um, I, she's like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. You know, I guess they've been split up for a lot longer because I haven't seen that guy. I rarely saw him anyway, but I haven't seen him in a long time. So no, no big deal. But then Lee doesn't stop. Lee doesn't stop there. Of course. So then, because I, I'm, then I'm thrown off. I'm like, I'm nervous because now I look like an idiot. I've probably made her feel bad unintentionally. Um, and I said, oh, the Tennessee Kentucky game was on, uh, later that day. I was like, I have no idea if she likes sports at all. So the next question is, you're going to watch the game to the game, like not like context could be anything. Anything. Yeah. Anyway, she said, I don't remember what she says. And then, and then to top this conversation off, cause I keep saying, yeah, I'm sorry about bringing it up. Oh, she's totally fine. So, um, they have a car that has been parked on the street behind where I park for i don't know two years the tags expired in august of 2021 the car hasn't run in two years and it's a nissan rogue it's not like a junk car but it it's just sitting on the street and we live on a i mean it's not a fancy street but it's you know which is weird because usually somebody would tow it away if it hasn't moved in two years and the neighbor who lives on the other side of me is complaining like hey they i don't know does this car belong to you i'm like no i've never seen it so i i about a year ago, I real, realized it was Lisa. So I've gone from the husband uh, who no longer exists to the football game, of which she has no interest in, to me saying, oh, by the way, I think your car might get towed um, because the neighbor has been complaining. And then I think I, I kind of blacked out after that. So the whole conversation of this person I really talked to 
was about her ex-husband, a game she's not interested in, and towing of her car. I was like, what the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> There's a job for you in enforcement in some I know, exactly. I some, like, somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I spend most of my working days talking to people, uh, like, you know, and, and I, I'm good with customer service, just like you are, as we've done for years and years when we even used to work together. But for some reason. Oh, no, no. I think in this instance, you are far better than I am at customer service. <laughs> I was like, man. And I almost thought about. I almost thought about later on going over and like apologizing again, but then I was like, hey, just I, I I would have no excuse. It wasn't like I was drunk or anything, just wandering around the grocery store. But then I thought, well, if I go over there and apologize, then I just seem like a stalker. And then I thought, well, maybe I should have done it because that would have been the cap to the whole thing. It would have been. You know, it's a shame that if you didn't know more personal information about her, I'm not her in gen, but in general about th- this kind of a interaction if you had said it's like hey so how you doing after the hysterectomy or you know something <laughs> like that to make it even better you know? well i think i think her mom actually was i should have said that and i'm not joking about cancer at all but i think her mom had cancer because i've spoken oh with her God. mom a couple of times i should I'm have said oh how's your mom, mom cancer yeah. oh well she she passed away yeah. she didn't yeah, pass away but, but, but that would have been the topper right so what are you drinking because you're obviously you were drinking something that morning i know you said you weren't but we know you were. Oh, no, no, I totally am. Uh, for anybody listening, uh, we're literally recording this at 6 a.m. Pacific time, and that's not a joke. Whatever day you're listening to it, it is 6 a.m. Pacific. It's actually 6.20 a.m. Um, and I'm drinking... This is that? the Toy Man Rising podcast. This, this the Man Rise podcast? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yes, know that. Rise, I'm not Fan prepared. Rise podcast. Yeah, I'm not either. I never will be for that. What are you <laughs> drinking? Southern Tier Frosted Sugar Cookie Imperial L. Oh! That sounds really good. Is it really good? Actually, it tastes like, and I know I'm not like, you and I did the same thing, right? We had all those pumpkin beers before yes. when they came out, and then they disappeared. Now, there aren't Thanksgiving beers. Beers? Beer? Um, beer. Deer? Deers? Beer. But uh, there are a lot of Christmas, tons of Christmas ones at the, uh, uh, was it Total Wine and More? Um, so, yes. I've gotten a couple. One is called Two two xmas or something like that from i think it's southern tier two but this one is called um i just got a note that said breaking and a stunning win for president biden the u.s supreme court declines ellipsis like okay um declines that Kyrie irving will be allowed to so um <laughs> thank god for that but uh yeah this one's it's it's a uh, 8.6 abv oh. But oh, it actually, this is going to be a good show. <laughs> it's uh, I know it's a little bit less than what I normally have. Um, but it's uh, th- yeah, tastes like what it is. What about you? Are you drinking anything? I am, of course, I'm drinking something. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm awake. Uh, this is <laughs> from the fine purveyors of the Spirit Tree Estate Cidery in Caledon, Ontario, which we mm. actually went to yesterday and purchased this as they hand hewn. Actually, I mean, but they do make it on site. It's a they don't can it there, but they make the cider there. It's an apple lager. Spirit Tree Estate Cidery Apple Lager. A mere oh. 4% alcohol by volume. But it is quite delicious and refreshing. That's interesting. I've never had Very an good. apple lager. I've had an, a cider, yeah. but I've never had an apple lager before. It's, That's it's interesting. Delicious. has a uh, hints of caramel and orange, by the way. So, Are you able to bring anything <laughs> I just back? I know it's good. Todd, Not, Todd, Todd by yeah. the way, for the, those listening, me. 
um, so I can remind myself later after I've stopped having beer. Todd is actually in Toronto scout doing his day job, which is scouting for highlight players. That's that's true. I am. <clears throat> and you'd be surprised how many there were in in Toronto. <laughs> if there were any, that, that would be the surprise. Actually, it would kind of make sense, right? You're just raising the hockey stick sideways and then boom. True. And it's indoors anyway, so what's the difference? Um, no, it's, it's quite a delicious beverage. Quite refreshing. Are you able to bring stuff back? Uh, I'll have to check. No. Well, I mean, I could if I check my bags, but I'm going to check my bags because I actually want them within the month of re- my return. So I'm not checking my bags. So I'm like, no, I couldn't bring it back. But I could pick something up at the duty-free shop. You know what I'm saying? Duty, duty. Um, Wait, hold on, hold on a second. So you, if you stay longer than a month, you don't have to check stuff. Is that what that's you right. said? You that's don't have to check. Why? It because you just live it there. You just live there now. No, I just want my bags <laughs> for uh, you know December after I get back. So I'm just doing carry on. But the flight was. Oh, I got you. The flight was nice. The flight was was quite fine. <clears throat> and as I did the last time I came up, I totally forgot that I had a beverage in my backpack because I was I took it knowing I'm going to drink it before I go through TSA checkpoint. And again, I totally forgot about it. And they say, hey, you can't take this. And I said, hey, yeah, I know that. I'm stupid. Throw it away from me. And they said, okay. I mean, they weren't like, why are you trying to destroy America? <laughs> it was just like. Hey, dude, what, why? You know, so, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, let me let me ask you this. So, if you if you have some of that, um, I'm yeah. assuming your flight brings you back probably over the Carolinas. Um, if you're able to buy some, just drop it outside the airplane. Um, just kind of text me from. I know you're not supposed to do that from the airplane, but I don't yeah. know how to do it. And then I'll, I think we're flying over about this time, and then I'll be down on the ground, and I can just catch catch, catch the ball. Catch a lot it. like I'll catch it a lot like. The um, the punt returner for uh, the team the the Seahawks just played. Um, I'll I'll fumble it, but and, you know it'll still be close by and I can just pick it up. Twice. You think that guy has? You think that guy's gonna see the field again? I wonder. Yeah, I, I feel bad for that guy in a way. I mean he. he yeah. It's not like he. They were. They were legit. That was such a weird game, right? It was like he fumbled, but Lockett literally cost the team at least eleven points. Yes. By himself. That game wasn't close. It was 13 no. all in the fourth quarter. It should have been 31 to seven. Yeah. Literally. And, and of all the people, not just on the team, but in, uh, practically in the world, to have made two a huge miscue. I mean, the fumble was, you know, it was partly his fault, partly a good play. But I mean, Lockett, normally that doesn't happen. Balls do not get taken from that dude. I mean, he's like vice grips when he gets right. his fingers on the ball. And the drop, he never dropped. I mean, never. literally, that yeah. was literally the first drop of the season. <laughs> yeah, funny. he literally, yeah, well, DK Metcalf, <clears throat> I don't know if you heard him after the game talking about, yeah, we, you know, we, we went over to the sidelines because, you know, Tyler's yeah. our guy. And, uh, you know, he said, oh, you know, maybe he'll drop 10. Uh, and, you know, we know he's going to make the next 100 or whatever. Did you hear that comment? I didn't hear that comment. I did hear him hear him what he had for breakfast because like what's up with that? <laughs> well, then he says that comment and then he realizes <laughs> then he realizes he pauses and realizes and he says I bet Tyler hasn't ever dropped ten passes in his life and I he I didn't hear that, he's probably not, right probably right <laughs> yeah he never drops that pass and then it was awesome that Gino went at literally the same pattern and that Tyler yeah. 
Tyler, man, that route was ridiculous. Tyler hung him out to dry. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my god. Um, and uh, and then Gino dropped. An- Gino should have had a lot better stats in that game because DK dropped one, Lockett dropped yeah. one, but he was dropping dimes again. Oh, um, man. talk about a, a different fake. Did you see the? Have you seen the DK fake on the Ken Walker touchdown run? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where, and and after they were talking to DK again, um, <laughs> uh, I think it was in the locker room, but they, after the game and they were like, I can't remember who the guy was covering him, but um, they were like, oh, did the, you know, after you fake the the catch. Um, and he said, yeah, we I used to do that in high school all the time. I'd pretend to catch it. And, you know, the guy's running behind me, which is exactly what happened. And they said, oh, did the cornerback say anything to you um, when you're, you know, after the play and when you're walking by him? And he said, yep. He just said, beep, you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He didn't say the beep part. He actually said probably the F word. But... Sure he didn't. Mm. That is awesome. That was, a, yeah. <clears throat> as you said, it was a really strange game. But mm-hmm. I mean, considering that the Giants, I mean, the Giants are a legit team. We've seen that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Man, they and as you said, they crushed the Giants. Just like they did I mean, the Chargers. I mean, Saquon. They Barkley, are crushing these teams. That's oh, the. It's hard to interrupt you because I definitely want to hear hear what you're saying, but um, I just want to throw this out. Remember how all those years when the Seahawks were really, really good. I mean, they sometimes blow out teams, but they were notorious for winning these really close games. Yes. And this year, for the most part, they've just crushed some teams. I mean, that that week six Cardinals game was not that close except for the no, muffed it fumble. It wasn't. I mean, it's, you know, like you said, the Seahawks could have beaten the Giants. Should have. I mean, other than, and the only reason we're talking about Tyler Lockett's muffs is because the way he came back and just, I mean, just took their soul with, yeah. with that And route. he never makes mistakes. So yeah. it's even more like what? What just happened? He dropped. It took me a second to realize he had dropped that first pass. I'm like, oh, he caught it. Yay! Wait, did he drop it? He never drops anything. No, no. He, he the thing. I think the reason he dropped it is because he needed two defenders hanging on him and one in his underwear. <laughs> that, those he catches. You know, it's just <clears throat> unbelievable. But yeah, that's like the thing is like he won't make two plays like that in in two seasons, let alone <laughs> in one game. So, and the, the way he came, I mean, you see him just, he was, I, I don't know, what's the word for beyond dejected? <laughs> you know, he yeah. was happy beside himself and, <clears throat> you know, and Pete Carroll comes across and talks to him and gives him the little pep talk. The little pep talk, you're the best receiver I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> you know, and, and like I said, oh, but, hold on, hold on. Sorry to interrupt you, but you realize yeah. that um, Noah Fan had dropped a pass earlier in the game and he was sitting right next to Tyler and then Carroll just went to him and said, you're the best receiver I've ever seen. I, so it was like, then Tyler was like, oh, no, I'm just joking. That didn't actually. <laughs> then yeah. Carol went to Carol went yeah. to Jason Myers and was like, you're the best receiver I've ever seen. It was like, Pete, come on. <laughs> and after the game, after the game, Tyler's joking about it. Says, yeah, it's like, he, I, you know, I don't know if he meant it. He's like, I'm pretty sure he didn't mean it. But then he's just because now he can laugh about it. But in the moment. Because in the moment, I totally – I don't think Pete was just saying something. I think Pete I really believed – I don't know if he would believe that now, but in that moment, Pete believed that. And you think about it, and he didn't coach offense, but Pete was on the 49ers staff with Jerry Rice. He saw Jerry Rice in practice 
Yeah, I mean, he, but Rice was always way overrated. <laughs> yeah, because right. yeah, when he first said that, I thought, wow, he's telling him he's better than Doug Baldwin. And I thought about it for a second. It's like, no, he's telling him he's better than, what, 40 years of the NFL? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, he did, maybe he meant – I mean, <laughs> clearly that's, it's, that's not the true – Tyler Lockett's a great receiver, but he's not the yeah. best receiver ever. But maybe Pete Carroll meant that just from – Block its size and what he's able to get out of his. He's obviously very quick and fast, but I mean, you look at him versus DK, and DK is just, you know, a physical Listen, freak. So maybe I think, he's. Yeah. I think Pete meant it. I, th- I honestly think he meant it. Now, if he analyzes it, same conclusion. No, he's not better than Jerry Rice. I mean, Tyler Lockett, no way in a shape or form would ever say that. No. He wouldn't put himself in the same category. But. Heck, Lockett probably wouldn't even say he's the third best receiver on this team. He probably wouldn't. You know, <laughs> seriously, he probably wouldn't. But just the the fact that Pete believes in his players, and and granted, some players in the past haven't really bought into Pete's brand, right? But they've all come back. They're all working with the Seahawks right now, right? Mm. Not all, but I mean, you know, they're all. Richard I, Sherman came back to work yeah. with Woolen specifically. Michael Bennett's on the sidelines doing commentary. I mean, suiting up sometimes. I'm glad you brought. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because <laughs> because we saw a near in the snaps that he played a near dominant performance from a guy who was on his couch three weeks ago. Yeah. Who when he got drafted in what 2012 I think um, first round draft pick. Uh-huh. And he came into the league when he was drafted. Oh, he's he's overrated. And he never really lived up to, like, pick 15. He was good, but not pick 15. But he right. came into the league with, like, oh, this is this guy. But now you look, and, of course, I'm talking about Bruce Irvin. Now you look at – Pete brought him back for a reason. This yep. team is young, and Bruce gives 100% of everything he has, and he yep. believes in Pete. And he believes in the Seahawks organization, and that's why he's back for, what, a third time? But he's yeah. there He's there not only to take up some snaps, but he's there to help build the culture for all these young rookies who are just balling out Absolutely. this year. And that he had the game he had against the Giants, I mean, standing ovation for Bruce Irvin. He was a beast yeah. in that game. He was. Uh, any, anything he gives him on the field, as far as I'm concerned, is – is just the bonus. It's him in the locker room. That's why I mean, Pete wouldn't have brought him back if he didn't think he could perform. But I don't know that Pete even. Well, I don't know. Pete may have actually believed he, this is exactly because that's who Pete is. Because Pete, like Lockett, believes in his players, just like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, he was an animal on the field just a week back, and you know, like the, the you know you see interviews with him, and you know he he's packing to. Go to the hut to Seattle, and his wife asked him, "Why are you packing so big?" He says, "Because I'm not coming back. Not like I'm leaving you, but <laughs> but he Listen, knew. is it is it Michelle? Uh, Lisa, I'm sorry, Lisa, I'm not coming back. <laughs> sorry, my name's Herschel Walker. <laughs> Ooh, how each? Money left her a check for seven hundred dollars, so it's all That's cool. Right. Uh, this is not for an abortion, by the way. It's not. <laughs> it's not." But yeah, the is, fact that he had that much not. confidence in himself and belief in the system and belief in the team and belief in Pete, that he knew, uh, you know, I'm going to be playing. 
You think Bruce Irvin's going back to the Patriots at this point? No. <laughs> oh my God, that's funny. Um, Which goes all goes back to Pete Carroll and how they this team. He's been fantastic with young players. Yeah. All his whole career, probably going back to the Vikings or heck, Pacific. And he's yeah. just these young guys buy into him because he is. He, you say what he's you want panic. about. He's not fake. Maybe you get tired of the story. Yeah. But this team built around a lot of young players and a guy who, if the season ended right now, or if he stopped playing as well right now, Geno Smith is still the comeback player of the year because nobody expected him. It might be the MVP of the league, but he's absolutely the comeback player of the year. No one else is even in the conversation. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, but we're, we're looking at this rookie class, and it's like, so yeah. we, the uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Rookie Player of the Month was Ken Walker. The Defensive Rookie of the Month was Tariq Wollin. The Offensive Player of the Month was Geno Smith. And and if you said this to somebody in May, they'd be like, ha-ha, you're smoking something. And it actually happened. But these guys, and, and the great thing about this rookie class is that Ken Walker wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. He has to start now, yeah. and he's, he's balling out. Tariq Wollin's a lot better than people expected. Kobe Bryant's getting better every week. Every and, week. But this rookie class is so good. And we're not even talking about Abe Lucas and Charles Cross, who have been more than solid. But right. every week that goes by, you're like, well, you've seen these rookies. Well, here's Boye Mafe. And it's exactly. like, it's crazy. It is crazy. You know, it's... I wrote the article, and I'm not tied to the article, but wrote about, you know, this is the best Seahawks draft class ever. And the end, I tagged it. This might be the NFL's best draft draft class ever. And every week, it looks more like I should have taken the might be out. <laughs> I mean, what the hell is going on with these rookies, man? Unbelievable. But, you know, it's not only is Pete known for bringing up young players, but reclamation projects. Geno Smith, anybody? And now Bruce Irvin. I'm not saying Bruce Irvin is going to ball out like Geno is on the – because if the thing about if Bruce Irvin manages to do on the defensive side of the ball what Gino is doing, what's he going to wind up with? Like 15 sacks on the season, <laughs> starting almost yeah, halfway through. Yeah. It'll almost be what he'd have to do. But he might. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. what? 
on earth is going on with these guys? And you think about all the people who said, ah, Pete's passed the game. The game has passed Pete by. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like, and, you know, honestly, I had some of the doubts. I mean, I always thought that he should, he deserved the chance to come back. I, he made some big coaching mistakes last season, like letting Russ start three games when he had no business playing. Yeah. That's on Pete. Russ doesn't run the team, no matter how much you believe in the guy, and we know he believes in his players. You can't let the guy – when you see the guy can't play, you got to take him out, and Pete didn't do that, and he should have. Right. And it looked but, like – just to piggyback on that for just a yeah. second, it looked like Russ couldn't play last week, and if they had faced a team with any kind of competent quarterback, they would have lost that game too. He did, he did a couple of things at the end. He threw that pass, sidelines, yeah. pure Russ perfect yeah very few quarterbacks have ever made that pass in that situation that's why he was a great quarterback and still is capable of being a very good quarterback probably um and then he scrambled he used his legs yeah. he's still nowhere as fast as he used but he uses like he yeah. made smart moves and he did exactly the same things that <clears throat> won him a bunch of games with the seahawks that he didn't want to do when he went to denver he wanted to be aaron Rodgers. right um but but again um you know it, russ Russ probably maybe he shouldn't have played. He didn't play a week before, but he's got a lot of input, and and it, it is on Pete what happened in those three games last year. But I think partly it's because of the relationship he had with Russell Wilson, and Russ is like, hey, I can play, I can play, and can play, and he shouldn't have played. Right. And and you know, and, and to some extent, you I mean, you listen to your players. Players know their bodies better. I mean, Pete has said that numerous times. So you have to trust him. But when you when you see how he played in the first half. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, son, but you got to sit down. But, you know, it doesn't matter. That was just to say that, no, Pete is not perfect. Far from it, right? But look at what Pete has done in the past. He had to give him a chance to turn this around, and look what he's done. I mean, I honestly don't care if the Seahawks don't make the playoffs this season because I didn't think they would anyway. Exactly. You know, I still think if they get to 10 wins, that would be – um, a huge, huge, uh, right? The way they're playing right now, they'll win 12. But I really don't think that's going to happen just because these rookies can't the rookies keep are gonna hit the wall. They, right. <laughs> it's like, my God. Or maybe they well, can. Yeah, maybe they can. But right now, 10 wins is very, very doable for this team. It's like, who the hell thought that? The Seahawks and Pete, yeah. But outside of there, I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen. Yeah, but that's all that matters, right? I mean, you get it. It right. just doesn't all matter what you do. You just have a team believe in themselves, and yeah. you just never know what can happen. Well, as Tyler said, again, a lot of people took it as a, a, a diss to Russ, which does a disservice to Lockett because, again, right. like we mentioned, Tyler Lockett's never going to diss anybody no. like that. But he said, you know, it crazy things can happen when nobody cares who gets the credit, you know? Yeah. Um, which is true. And that's what this team, that's what this team is. I mean, this team is, again, we're, they're sitting at five and three. We could be talking in five weeks and they are five and eight or five yeah. and five and seven. Cause they are by week. And, and, but even then they've kind of already exceeded expectations. It would suck to see them lose four straight games. And I don't think they I will, would. but I don't think they, they will seem either. to be playing better every, every game. game. Yeah. Definitely. And believing in themselves more every week. Oh, this is what, okay, this is what Tariq can do. Okay, and he knows what he can do. This is what Kobe Bryant can do. Okay, he knows what he can do. And yeah. then it's like Nusu is just 
great uh, pro bowler hands down should be a pro oh, bowler yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, and then ken walker is like oh this is the same guy <laughs> i don't know if um there was in one of the write-ups i think this was from the score which is a canadian app mm. <laughs> but, um, but uh one of the writers was talking about Tariq woolen and him winning the uh the rookie defensive player of the month for the nfc in october and his he was speaking to a, an unnamed GM, NFL GM, and the GM said, yeah, what Woolen is doing is he's doing next level stuff if he was a veteran. Yeah, well, yeah. That he's a rookie is insane. Absolutely. It is. It is next level stuff. I mean, it's just unbelievable the closing speed of this guy. You know, I mean, you see some of these plays and the receiver's wide open. He just makes his cut. There's no one in the screen. And when the ball gets there, there's Tariq. It's like, who does that? Yep. <laughs> that guy he does. Gave, he gave up a couple of, couple of, let's try that again in English. He gave up, gave, seriously? Gave up a completion. <laughs> I yes. would edit it out, but I am an idiot and I'm okay with it. Um, but, but it was over the middle. He, the one mistake he made is he wanted to go for the interception. Yes. He could have just knocked it down. But it looked for a second like he actually was going to intercept it. So I almost don't blame him, but he – I hope he doesn't get to the mindset where it's like, hey, I've got four interceptions. I want more interceptions instead of yeah. – sometimes I just need to knock a pass down. And I think he, I think he'll – I don't think he will. I think he already did in that moment probably realized my job is to break up the pass. If I can make the interception, then that's an even better play. So my job is to stop the completion. I guarantee you. I mean, the growth in this guy. We all know he already he already knows that. <laughs> it's like we've seen it from Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant did the same kind of thing. First game of the season was his first or second play of the entire of his NFL career. And then gave up the huge completion. Yeah. Did he, has he done it again? Nope. <laughs> it's like all he does is punch the ball loose. <laughs> so Tariq yep. Willen can recover it, seemingly. Uh, these guys. Yeah, I mean, this, this defense so... is doing what it's doing, and it's like, sorry to interrupt you, but it's almost like, and Quandre Dix has been good, but it's almost like, well, this defense is great, but if Quandre Dix could be a little bit more consistent, and it's just like, what the hell am I actually saying? He's the best, one of their best players, and will be, but it's like this defense the last three weeks has yeah. legitimately played well. They're, they they yeah. had a plan, and, and Clint hurt for. Again, the defense might turn around. Maybe they're going to be bad again. But he, I think the issues with the defense early in the season where they had so many young players playing yeah. and they just, you know, it's, we expect a lot from young players early nowadays in the NFL and Clint Hurt, we go, like, oh, Clint Hurt doesn't, maybe he doesn't know what he's doing, but they've changed something in the last three weeks. I don't know what it is. It's so subtle. It could just be the way they're mixing up their fronts or whatever. But something that Clint Hurt specifically has done has put this team in a position of they knew that the Giants were going to run the ball. Barkley did crap. He couldn't Barkley do anything. Nothing. 50 yards, what, 53 yards, 54 yards on 20 carries mm -hmm. for a guy who's been gutting the league. Absolutely mm -hmm. gutting the league. And Jordan Brooks it, just manned up on that one and just stuffed yeah. him one on one. And we hadn't seen that from Brooks. I mean, we know he can do it because he's done it in seasons yeah. past. We hadn't seen it from him this year, but it was just like, oh, man, that's Bobby Wagner-esque is exactly what that is. I, th I think part of that now is he has more confidence in 
the other ten guys that he can he can sell out on plays like that now. Yep. Last year he couldn't. This year he can again. Now he can. I mean, we know what what this. I don't think this is the only difference that that's happened, but we know one of the differences because you touched on it last week. You wrote about it, Ryan Neal. That's a huge part of the difference. Oh my gosh, yes. And I was so worried he was injured at the end of that last game when he was limping yeah. off and, and just ended up being cramps. But I was thinking, cramps. oh my gosh, if Ryan Neal's lost for weeks, we that defense is going to regress so much. And this guy is such a baller. He's still dealing with the cramps and he goes out there for another play. He's like, dude, stop yep. that. <laughs> you can't, yeah, he, you, he you can't tear, you can't tear it, but, but you got to think about what you're doing, but it's like, screw it. I got a torn ACL. I'll be out after <laughs> this week, but I got to keep playing. Yeah. Well, um, running just hot. cut the finger off. Just cut the finger off. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cody Barton played really well. Cody Barton has not really played well all season. Like Cody Barton showed up. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if it's if Hertz made. I, I'm sure he's made some subtle adjustments, but I think more than anything, it's guys growing into their roles and communicating and understanding. Because a lot of the errors early in the season, miscommunication. You'd see it. True. In the secondary, but there's things that are happening, like with especially with oh, pressure. Front, sure. Yeah. Yeah, with the pressure where players are ending up like Daryl Taylor, who's out actually out for tomorrow's game. Um, but who cares? They have Bruce Irvin. Um, but, uh, there's, there's players showing up in the, in the, are you still there? You got really quiet. Todd is, Todd is tuned out. I've, I've upset him. But, uh, there you are. I I got scared. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like Daryl Taylor's out, but Bruce Irvin's, but the players are ending up in the backfield, uh, that weren't doing that before. And that's, that has to be something with scheme as well. I mean, Newsom has been great all year, but Taylor was horrible. And then, Oh, look, all of a sudden he can play. And Bruce Irvin just like, okay, here he is. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just something has definitely changed. changed for sure. For certain. Uh, yeah, because right back there in safety. No, seems like it, right? Uh, yeah, other wouldn't times, that be cool? Sorry to interrupt you, but wouldn't that be cool if it's God, actually no. like Cam Chancellor? Because Ryan Neal's been hurt the whole year, and he just puts on this wig, and he's just like, actually, <laughs> it would be a little more than cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they had? Well, I mean, yeah, you can imagine if Richard Sherman was on the team. Because I'm sorry, Mike Jackson, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sit a few because Rich is back. But, yeah. but Jackson <laughs> balled out last game too, and he was yes to jump on it's, something else we were t- saying as far as what they've changed. They it's clear the defense has gotten more confident too because they are hitting a lot harder, and you don't do that yeah. unless you're confident. And Mike Jackson blew yes. up a couple of players last game. They are playing such aggressive. They've been playing aggressive all all season. They have been. That was the problem. One of the problems early on, they were playing aggressive and they were missing assignments, missing tackles because they were being too aggressive. Now they seem to have channeled that. They're able to put the aggression, fit it like within the context of exactly what their assignment is. And they're blowing up players. Yeah, it's just it's. As many people have said and written, who thought the Seahawks were going to be this fun to watch? That's the big KJ thing. KJ Wright. Well, KJ Wright did take that. KJ Wright, of course, is a freaking genius. And why he's not on staff, that's the only problem with Pete Carroll so far this year. Why isn't KJ Wright on staff? Because, ah, man, that guy. Yeah, if Barton got hurt, 
you might need to think about re-signing KJ. I don't think it would be a bad move. Nope. I mean, seems to me Bruce Irvin is fine. Why can't KJ be fine? I mean, God. But seriously, you talk about bringing – what would this defense look like if Cam Chancer was, was on the field? I mean, or Jamal Adams. That would be kind of nice. He's not the same player. No way, mm-hmm. but I, I like Jamal Adams a lot more than a lot of people do. Uh, and it's because – Because he does Ryan Neal things. Yeah, he does the Ryan Neal things. That's correct. Yeah, he's not great in coverage, but he got better last season. And is it his fault that <clears throat> the the former guy decided not to let him blitz nearly as much as he did when he set an NFL record? It's like, <sighs> that's on him. <sighs> Jamal Adams was going to have an excellent season this year, except now he's gone again. But <sighs> that's the thing. is like, how good would this team be with – but uh, I don't know. I'm going to stop because that's a disservice that, that, to Ryan exactly. <laughs> it's a and a disservice to this squad. This squad is awesome. This defense is playing terrific ball. I love. I mean, they held the Giants literally to nothing. Not, yeah, nothing. They they had a two yard touchdown drive. <laughs> yeah, it was two hundred and two hundred twelve yard total yards. I mean, not that the Giants are an offensive juggernaut, but they've. They were six and one for a reason. And was it Bill yeah. Parcells or whatever used to say, "Your record says what you are," or "Yeah, you are what your record says you are," and yeah. that's exactly. I mean, they're they're good to they, they do the same thing, and we don't want to diss on the Giants because I don't think either of us really care about the Giants. No. Um, so therefore, I don't mean them any disrespect, but they they do good they've team. done the same thing this year that the Seahawks have done. They bought into their coach. They yes. believe in their coach, and and Absolutely. for good reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the Giants, no one th- thought that this was going to happen coming into the season, but no one thought the Eagles were going to be undefeated either. I mean, the NFL is full of surprises every season. This season seems like every year, more so than ever, right? But the Giants, 12-5 and five this season, easy. Yeah. I mean, it's not just their record. It's like the way they've played outside of the Seahawks game. I mean, they were a really good, fundamentally sound team. Yeah. But, uh, man. And Eagles are good, and they're, they're good for, to me, they're good for two reasons. And, <laughs> and they're consistent reasons that are going to win games in the playoffs, which is their offensive and defensive line are so good yeah. that you can allow whatever else going on. It's just like if you have the inside built, which is exactly what the Seahawks yeah. are trying to do, right? And, and yeah, they are. Exactly. They're but, getting there. Yeah. More and more every game. Yeah, I do have a concern about this Cardinals game because they do seem to split. It's I I, I wrote yeah. some kind of article, and actually it was <laughs> funny. One of our one of our writers, Max Downer, he was giving me his score prediction because our staff predictions article comes out just a little bit today. But he um he was like, I guess I'll go with the Cardinals because he's like they they seem to split no matter what every year. Right. He's like, I don't know, I can't remember the last time they didn't split. And I said, I know, and the, and I had to explain. The only reason I know is because I thought the same thing. They split every year. And I was thinking, when have they not? And so I looked it up. It's 2014. Hmm, 2000, I was guessing 15. But okay. yeah, 2000, 2014, the Seahawks won. 2018, so every four years, 14, 18, huh? nice. 22 maybe. Um, yeah, the Seahawks won that one year where they had that. 
high that was set football back like 45 Y.A. Tittle threw that interception at the end. The um, debacle in the desert. Oh, my God. But um, <laughs> the Cardinals are, are playing better because DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins makes a huge effort. It will be fun to see. Now, we know because we watch the Seahawks, but maybe some people are out there like, oh, Tariq Wollin on DeAndre Hopkins. That's not how the Seahawks work. Even when they had Richard Sherman, they play right. sides of the field. But there right. will be matchups with Hopkins and Woolen, which should be super fun. Um, Hopkins is Hopkins is fantastic. That catch he made yeah. last week with the one-handed catch was ridiculous. So he, he's gonna he's gonna beat Woolen if they have. I mean, he'll get a his. Couple times. Yeah, of course. They're targeting. He's targeting what fourteen times a game the last two weeks since he's been back. He he makes a difference in their offense, and their offense is going to be better because they they were just atrocious against the Seahawks. Yeah. But I still think. The Seahawks are starting to believe in themselves so much that if I'm going to say a sentence that we've probably said on the podcast this year, but nobody has ever said except for when he played at the University of West Virginia, as long as Geno Smith doesn't get hurt, the Seahawks should be fine. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that is absolutely crazy. Yeah. What's crazy is that guy who t- when Russell Wilson missed the game, I can't remember who it was, some talking head. Russell Wilson missed the game two weeks ago. Yeah. They said he's actually not hurt. The Broncos set him out so he could watch a week's worth of tape on Geno Smith to learn how to be a better quarterback. Oh, God. I hadn't heard that. That's painful, but true. Um, oh, and there were a bunch of room, and some people took it seriously that the Broncos had offered offered a trade, straight-up trade of, for Russell Wilson back to the Seahawks for Geno Smith. It's like... Yeah, I don't think they would make that offer. Um, they make that offer for multiple reasons. First, and most importantly, you just screwed yourselves by paying him a bunch of money. The Seahawks don't want to be stuck with that. Yeah, the Seahawks. Well, actually, I can see them making the offer, but there's no way they would take it because that's why he's there anyway, because of the money. That's right. um, say, Russell Wilson, that's funny. What about Bradley Chubb? Oh, wait, you already traded him? Yeah. So you've given yeah. him. Thanks what for is, the draft I, Exactly. Exactly. That, boy, that spoke volumes when they gave up Chubb. I was like, okay, so even though you just had what one commentator said was a game-changing win over the Jaguars, it's like, okay, <laughs> now listen, if you'd beaten the Bills, you know, yeah. or the Eagles, yeah, that's a game change. But like you said, it's like if the Jaguars had just had a competent quarterback, they would have won that game. <laughs> and and Russ did come back and play well in the second half, and neither one of us w- wish Russ ill will at all. I'm happy he came back. And played well. I'm not happy that they won strictly because of the draft picks, but that was the Jaguars. You don't beat the Jaguars and think, oh, we've turned our season around. Clearly, this the the higher off the high office, the high poobas of the Broncos don't think so because game changing win. Let's ship off Bradley Chubb. Yep. Like no, <laughs> they, this know, is who, they know the season is done. Yeah, we we mean no ill will personally towards Russell Wilson. We just hope they lose every game the rest of the season because of the draft pick. But they're three and five. They've played the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, the Texans. Okay, the 49ers, the Raiders, who beat them pretty easily. The Colts, the Chargers, the Jets, and the Jaguars. So they've played the Texans and the Jaguars and the Colts. I know the Colts are three three and one, but that's completely misleading. Yeah. Um, the 49ers Seahawks are good. The Chargers are probably not meeting expectations and the Jets have exceeded expectations. And they lost to the, they lost to all those teams except for the, the Jaguars, 
they be, I forgot they beat the 49ers. If they be, if they played again, the 49ers would crush this Broncos team. Yeah. Um, and then the Texans. Woohoo! So this is who they have coming up. The Titans. They have a bye week this week, and then starting next week, the Titans, the Raiders, who have already beaten them, the Panthers, who who knows, and then the fun yeah. starts because you've got the Ravens, wow. the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Chiefs, and the Chargers again. Yeah, that's uh, a little difficult. <coughs> Hello, they might top win five, five draft pick. Yep. Top five draft pick, here we come. Right. Yeah, what's what's ironic about this is no one – I didn't think this going into the season, but I you could win a lot of money by saying that the draft pick that the Seahawks get from Denver will be better than their draft position. Right. Um, there's almost no way to conclude anything other than that just because – and again, not that the Seahawks are going to be fantastic, although if the season ended right now, they'd be the third seed, which is insane. Um, but they're the division leader. <clears throat> but Denver is Denver's just brutal right yeah. now. Yeah, and, of course, the Raiders being shut out last. I, I brought up the Raiders, but it's like they right. looked they looked more yeah. lost as the season goes on, which I love because I don't like Josh McDaniels at all. There you go. I <clears throat> for for all the twelves, this has to be, and we're twelve, so we're, we're part of it. it. What a rewarding season to have low expectations. That's not the fun part, but to see your team exceeding those expectations is just so beautiful. It's and this specific team, yeah, this specific team, and back to Geno Smith. Uh, you know, and a lot of people have said it's like, why well, get used to this when you see three players up on the podium? This is Gino's time, but you know, let me bring my boys up with me. <laughs> and Tyler, Tyler and DK are having conversations behind him while mm-hmm. he's answering questions. It's just <clears throat> so refreshing, so fun. And that's not. And again, that's when Tyler Lockett first made that comment about, you know, when no one at, when no one person asked for the credit, right? And I immediately thought, wow, that's a dig, and you know. And then later he said, no, no, this is just something, something, you know, I probably said that five or six times our coach in high school said, said that to us and which is true. And like you yeah. said, it's like the only person, the only person Tyler Lockett is ever going to disrespect on this earth is himself. Right. He's the only person he's ever going to bad mouth. So there's no way that that was a dig at Russ, exactly. but to the general, to the general statement, absolutely true. And Geno Smith is uh, – Geno Smith should be in his glory, right? And and it's all team for this guy. All team for this guy. I mean – Yeah, and that that reminds me of two weeks ago when they're playing the Chargers and, and Pete Carroll does that calm down Geno thing. Yes. Sidelines. Yes. Um, but that drive – that drive was something Russell Wilson can't do, right? It was a 15 play. It was a, they, they, the Chargers cut the lead and Gino's done this several times this year where the next yeah. drive, yeah. it's a long sustained drive, but that, that drive, I think it ended up just being a field goal, right? But the important thing about that drive is it took a lot of time off the clock. It was a lot yes. of plays, but you could Gino got pissed and, Pete yeah. Carroll on his uh, on his uh, Monday morning radio show this this past Monday, um, two things he he got asked and you were talking about Lockett and Metcalf thing and they were talking about going to the Halloween party that DK was having, 
And Pete had said, yeah, I might go. And then on Monday morning, they said, oh, oh did you go by the party? He was like, he was like, no, I didn't end up going. Oh, we thought you were going to go. And he said, well, there are probably a lot of Pete Carroll's there, and I would just kind of blend in. So because um, he's seen a lot of people dress up like Pete Carroll. So, um, but the the other thing he he mentioned is that he's like, Gino, Gino has a temper. He's like, and that's a good thing. He's like, he's actually yeah. gets, he's easily to anger. He doesn't go overboard, obviously, but he gets pissed. He's, right. He literally said pissed off a lot because he cares, you know, and you could see that. You could see yeah. that Gino got pissed on that because that was a BS call. Oh my gosh, it's like one of the yeah. worst calls I've ever seen. And Gino was pissed because it set the team back. But what happened after that yeah. is they picked up a he threw a like a rope to Tyler Lockett for a first down, and Lockett got up and did something he doesn't normally do, which is point to first down. The whole team fed off of Gino being do. pissed off, and they were pissed off, which is that doesn't no offense to us. But that doesn't happen. This team is so good no. right now. It may change. They may lose every game the rest of the season. But this team is so good right now is because they believe in Gino and they like Gino as a person. So they want the team is better because of the elements that make up the team, not because of, hey, we've got yeah. Aaron Rodgers and who just yeah. lost four straight games. <laughs> yeah, it's a team. And, and Gino has been able to do this when Russ wasn't. And that's not a knock on Russ. I mean, because Russ is, even with the struggles he's had in Denver, I hope he turns around. And again, I hope he yeah, has year, a hope great. season. And but they still lose all their games because again, it's only about the draft pick. But Russ still should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, come on. And even if even if even if he's done, might not be first ballot, but he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. No one is knocking Russ Russ's abilities as a quarterback, but as a leader. There's no comparison. Uh, we need. We see that. We see that happening every game. Yeah. And did we think this was going to happen? Hell no. <laughs> it's like, no, no if I thought this was going to happen, I would have said, "What the hell are you putting Russ back in for? Right. His finger's still broke. We need to keep Gino in there." Yeah. As you said, two entities thought this was possible: Gino and the team. Yeah, that's it. And those are the only ones that matter, because now they have us all believing it, which is yep. great. Which yeah. is absolutely great. It is just well, the story. Oh yeah, he's the best story in the NFL this year. I mean, I mean we're Seahawks centric, obviously, but I mean, what's a better story than Geno Smith? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's what? He's third in passer rating. Is first in completion percentage. He's first in passer rating on deep balls. I'm like, come on, dude. And he's that's a human being. Least, he's had issues in the past, but he married yep. his high school girlfriend. They're still married. They have kids. I mean, it's that's it's a the human least of story. Accomplishments, exactly. It's 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 the redemption arc, which is what is so cool. It's not that he's putting up these great stats. It's that he's winning. And he's got the team behind him. I mean, this is his team. Yep. Absolutely, without a doubt. And his doubt. completion percentage is not gimmicky. Like they're no. legit throws. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And some of those throws. That one does DK that he threw. It, he's overthrew, um, he, he overthrew DK, and the D, DK had a corner on the inside and a safety deep, and it, it really he threw it when where only DK had a chance. Yeah. And some people, are, oh, you know, he overthrew DK. There's no other way of throwing that. If he throws it short, the cornerback picks it off. If he yeah. throws it deep, the safety picks it off. He threw it only where DK. I mean, it was a perfect throw for an imperfect play, if that makes sense. Yeah, it was incomplete, so. but it was the only pass he had. 
Yeah, this we are seeing the guy <laughs> that came out of West Virginia. It took a long time, and and I think a big part of it is because of the team he went to. Sorry, Ted, we should have talked about this in pre-pro, but the Jets were not a good organization back then, in any way, shape, or form. Heck, and, if the Jets had Geno now compared to the quarterback they have, Jesus, they'd be a Super undefeated. Bowl contender. Yeah, they would be undefeated. I mean, hands down. If they had the Geno Smith that is playing on the field now, exactly. Right. And I love, you know, he's on his revenge tour. Like they said, it's like no one's done this before. It's like beaten two former teams back to back. It's like not a lot of quarterbacks are able to start after they've played in two other organizations to begin with. That's part of it. <coughs> but and you can see why he didn't. I mean, are you going to bench him for Philip Rivers? I mean, as it turned out, if he was playing like this, yes, they would have, but they didn't know that he was going to be. And Rivers was a great quarterback. Yeah, exactly. so you couldn't. You can't. And so was Russ. Exactly. And so was Mark Sanchez. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's the issue. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the issue. But, you know, he just needed the opportunity. And uh, do, you, do you think this guy loves the Seahawks? He got his, He finally got his opportunity. He finally got coaches who believe in him. You know, they traded for Drew Locke. I mean, Drew Locke obviously was a key piece, they felt, because they asked for Drew Locke to be part of the package. They thought Drew Locke would – they didn't want him to take the spot, but they expected him to take the spot. I expected him to take the spot from Gino. We all did, and we all are idiots, and Pete Carroll deserves credit for being a lot smarter than we are. (laughs) Who looked looked better in preseason? Drew Locke. Who gets the start? And maybe partly it was because of the setback of COVID. And like, if anything ever good comes out of COVID, whatever tiny role it had in Geno Smith getting the start for game one, thank you. Because, dude, is yeah, I think he was going to start either. I mean, I think he Pete, was too. Pete, um, again, in his Monday morning um, show, said he said a, several things, obviously, but one of those was that Geno. His even in preseason, his numbers he was like twelve or fourteen. A lot of people didn't buy into it, but he was just being Gino was just being Gino. He made he made it sound like, and I believe him. He made it sound like there was, I mean, it was Gino's job. It wasn't ever going to be Drew Lock, but he did, he did as you pointed out. You know, it takes somebody to believe in you, yeah. and he brought up. I guess he knows Rich Gannon because he kept calling him Richie. So I don't know how he's like. Yeah, it's like you know, Richie won the MVP when he was what thirty seven, and he ended up with a Raiders team, and that was the first time he had a coach. Gruden, John Gruden, who seems to not know anything about football anymore. But he first time he had a coach where he said, you're our guy. And the the team was like, you're our guy. And that was the first time that Gannon had the, somebody telling him, nope, it's not a quarterback competition. You're the guy. We believe in you. And that's exactly what's happened. And that, that, he said, that's what we've done with Gino. We we believe in Gino. We told him before. We, we weren't lying. And we, we told him, we believe in you. And he's finally gotten a chance and just like, I'm not going to say he's going to win the MVP because he won't because you know he's, he's, he's playing well enough, but Mahomes is a beast. Um, so yeah. Jalen Hurts, my heck, yeah, sounds weird to say. But I don't care if he doesn't. I don't care if he doesn't get an MVP vote. He should. But all I care about is the team success. That's all this guy cares about for sure. But you know, it goes back to. I mean, sports is a microcosm of the world. Blah blah blah. Not not the opposite. And. You and I both love baseball, even more than football. <clears throat> and statisticians, you know, all the time, well, you can't quantify, you can't prove clutchability. 
you know, because you look at it and you break it down, it's like there's no way to prove that it happens. But we all know there are people who come through in the clutch in real life. Mm-hmm. There are always people you can count on, and there are always people who maybe not to say you can't count on them, but they're not as consistent as reliable. Sports is the same thing. Some people have clutch ability. Maybe you can't prove it statistically, but you know it's there. You can see it. You can see the response of the people around them. That's what we're seeing with the Seahawks because the team believes in Gino. And Gino has been given the opportunity. He always believed in himself, but like you said, unless you get the backup of a coaching staff who say, yeah, dude, we see it in you. We believe in you too. That makes a world of difference when someone tells you, yes, we know you can do it. Yeah. Now, we're just going to let you do it now. Because it comes down to a lot of times, you know, when, when people like John Schmoltz, uh, John Smoltz was fantastic and yeah. Erlander is really fantastic in, in the postseason for the most part is because those people don't see the moment as bigger than they are. They don't see themselves as bigger than the moment. No. They just are who they are. And they go out and everybody else is stressed. Everybody else is feeling the heat from the moment, but they go out there and they're like, well, I've done this 500 times in my life. I'm just going to throw this pitch. And and yeah. that's what they do. And Gino seems to be so, I mean, yeah, he gets pissed off, but he seems to be so like calm. Yeah. Like, let's pressure, just calm what, down. What kind of pressure can this guy possibly feel? Exactly. This is all bonus. This is all his career. Any, almost any other quarterback in the NFL, his career would be done. He'd be sitting on the couch by now because he's a career backup. Like, well, you never proved yourself. It's like, just collect your paycheck. Go do, you know, go do radio. Of collecting a paycheck. Next year, someone. <laughs> yes. Hopefully someone. the Seahawks is paying hopefully him a bunch of money. And the Seahawks honestly need to be at this point. They need to go to Geno and be like, we will yeah. pay you $25 million a year for each of the next two seasons. Because yeah. whoever they draft can sit, which is fine. Yeah, $25 million dollars for a starting quarterback isn't too much. No. Yeah, they need to do it. They absolutely need to do this because he is, you know, the first couple games, and I don't remember who, but one of the writers, you know, posited this is like, should they keep Geno, et cetera. It's, I, don't, I don't remember if it was Max or. or May have been Jake. He does the grading. I mean, Jake, yeah. But uh, it's, and now it's like there's no question. <laughs> absolutely, they have to keep Geno. How could I mean for one thing is like you don't want to be facing this guy. <laughs> it's like right. no way you want to be facing this guy because who knows what's going to go go on with the Rams with their quarterback situation. Stafford's not been great. Do, do you want to see this guy in the Rams have to play him twice? <laughs> Bobby <laughs> like, Wagner. Yeah, but, I. <laughs> the biggest thing is you've got to keep him. And it's, again, it's not just what he does on the field; it's what he does for the team. Yeah, and the team and how the team reacts to him. Exactly. Right. This team is so different, so different. With And it's not just Gino. Obviously, it's the coaching staff. It's Pete. It's Clint Hurt. It's Waldron. What I mean, really Waldron sucks, last though, year. If, Man. if they do keep Gino, the team's going to be worse next year. Because Now, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> yeah, the team should exactly. be better next year and the year after that. It's like Jack Skellington. And the year after that. And the year after that. But with the draft picks they have coming up, I mean, exactly. We we talked about it before the season, like okay, they need to, what they need to do in this draft in this twenty 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 two draft, especially with the quarterbacks that were coming out, they need to build the team around whoever the quarterback is in the future. And now it turns out that quarterback of the future may have already been on the roster. 
and they need to do the same thing next year. Okay. I, I put out a mock draft this week. I had the Seahawks taking Anthony Richardson in round two, and it was based on Pro Football Network's draft, mock simulator. So it wasn't something I made up. And I'm like, Anthony Richardson, I'm not sold on that guy. I mean, he, he hasn't proven that he can really can throw consistently. But if right. you draft him, he's physically just ridiculous. If you draft him and he has a year or two to learn behind Gino, perfect. Yeah. And do, do we think Gino would be a good mentor? We know he yeah. would. Drew Locke has already told us that. Yes. <laughs> Drew Locke is competing to take his job, and he's nothing but full of praise for how much yeah. Gino was working with him. Exactly. That's not how most people operate, but that's yeah. this guy. It's like if I we have to back somebody up, I want it to be Geno Smith, the, yeah. the starter on the team, basically is what he was saying. Exactly. And Drew I mean, knew Gino for what, two months? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just the attitude of this guy, it's all about the team, is just off the charts. That's ridiculous. I know it sucks. You gotta <laughs> have an Aaron Rodgers. You gotta have somebody who somebody pointed that out too. It's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. What's he do? He goes over and on the sidelines he's blaming his receivers. Geno Smith yeah. throws an interception. He goes over and he's just pumping his receivers up like, Yep, sorry, we'll get yeah. him next time. Yeah. I mean and Rodgers is typically right. But you don't do that publicly. And not on this team, because his receivers back, are so young. You gotta you have yeah. to build the young players up. Back get in the them locker to believe room. in themselves. Away from everybody else, you can talk about what they did wrong without tearing them down. <laughs> why, 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 does, why has Aaron Rodgers gone to this, like, I'm selling meth out of my trailer down by the river look? I just, I just I don't, don't get, get it, it, dude. I don't either. I did see for the first time more in this Is there a Jared Leto understudy or something? <laughs> oh, man. Um, it would be... I know it's Jared Leto. That's why they've lost four straight. If they'd only gotten Walking Phoenix, Rutgers. they'd be leading the division right now. <laughs> but yes, um, you know, speak, yeah, mm. let's talk. What's what's with this? What's what's with this Keanu Reeves, Reeves hate? What is wrong with that guy? Who said Not Keanu that? Reeves, well, it was Kyrie, Kyrie Irving that started it. Um, I believe it was Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Don't oh, it was because of Matthew Perry said something ne- negative in his new book. Yeah, about, I know. Uh, yeah, that's and what it's I'm... like, yeah. Twice, some, twice some he said it. I thought he just – first I just thought he said it in an interview. No, he wrote it down, and he wrote it down twice. Yep. The if same I'm judging people from their actions. Right. If I'm judging people by their actions in life, pretty yes. much I'm going to side with Keanu. Why would he – you know, What I, I guess maybe – that he was turned down for a role and Keanu got it instead. And ever since then, in his alcohol-fueled rage, it's buried in his soul. It's like, man, I hate that guy. I may be the only person on the planet who hates him, but I hate him. And then later he comes out with this lame thing. Oh, I should have just picked somebody else at random. Or maybe myself. It's like, yeah, dude, totally should have picked yourself. Ooh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. Oof. Thanks for listening. Oof. Why are you the worst? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.